Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Candidly Speaking Podcast. I am your host, Carrie Gillespie, and I am so glad that you are here today for another episode. I went on a little unexpected podcast hiatus. I haven't posted a pod in two weeks, and I didn't really intend for that to happen, but I couldn't, like, I just wasn't, I wasn't inspired to post anything. I didn't have a great interview that I wanted to post, and I didn't have anything that was really Tug, tugging on my heartstrings to talk about. So I just I just didn't post. I don't know. I never want to be one of those people who, same thing on Instagram or Facebook or, or anything. I don't want to be someone that posts something just to have it out there and to be on a schedule. And while I admire people who do that, and I'd love to get to the point where I have things stacked up, I have interviews stacked up, and I can just pull one out and post it and go from there. I'm not at that point yet. And if I'm not feeling that call to post, then I, I probably just don't. There's so much noise out there in the world today, and I don't need to be adding to it unless I have something really worthwhile to say. And for those two weeks, I just really didn't feel like I did. So I didn't. I've had a lot of other things going on. I announced something on Instagram about a program, an event that I'm hosting. I just, on a whim, got really inspired one day to host and organize and fundraise for an event for all the farm cats in my area to be fixed by a local 501c3 that goes around and does low-cost spay and neuters and for $40 a piece, which is a really great price. But I'm really targeting farm I live in a really rural area and I'm really targeting farmers and farmers have other things on their list to pay for and to tend to at this time. Uh, the price of milk hasn't been good for a while, so it's tough to be a farmer right now. So I really wanted to go out and find sponsorships, corporate sponsorships to make it possible to have this done uh, free of cost to the farmers and of course free of cost to the 501c3 that is providing um, the vet work and all that other stuff for the day. So it has taken a lot of my time. It's been so fun and so rewarding and Animal advocacy is something I'm really passionate about and something I want to do on a really large scale. But first, you have to start with where you are with what you have. This is where I am, and this is what I have. So this is what we're going with. And I have a team that's been helping me. My mom, who's very familiar with fundraising, she has been providing so much guidance on, uh, you know, in terms of fundraising and asking for money from corporate sponsors. I've never done anything like this before. So she's been providing tons of guidance there. And then Brianna, who hosts the pod with me from time to time, she is so good at graphic design and things like that. And she is very passionate about animals as you all know if you've listened to the show so she has been helping me along and then I'm really great friends with the people who run the pet shelter in Marshfield which is the town next over to mine and they are jumping right on board and helping me providing some crates and some live traps to trap some of these cats so we can bring them in and get them the vet services and the sterilization that they need to live happy and healthy lives on the farms that they live on so we're really excited about it we're less than a month away from spay day as we're calling it and it's been really fun and it's been an adventure to take it on and like I said it's it's one of those things where a lot of people complain about the issue. There's a lot of feral cats in this in this area. A lot of them come from farms and um, they become kind of breeding grounds for more and more cats to come there and then they travel to find mates and it kind of turns into a big deal. So there's tons of people who would complain about the problem, but there's not a lot of people who want to take the time to do something about it. And I got inspired one day and decided I want to be one of those people who did something about it. So here we are, we're doing it and I'm going to be documenting it. I already have been documenting it on my Instagram stories and and we're going to be documenting it the whole time while it's going on. And I'm excited. I also just want to make a quick note before we get into our interview for today, because I know you're going to love her and I don't want to keep her from you for too long. But I want to mention our book of the month for the book club for the month of October. I was really 
conflicted about what book to go with. There are so many that I have like a running list of books that I think you guys would enjoy. Some of them I have read, some of them I have not read. So I kind of have a running list and there were so many I was kind of torn between and I didn't know what to go with. I was kind of like, well, I'm going to go on the library website and whichever one I can get, you know, put on hold and get first, I'll go with that. But then I was really called to a specific book and I was thinking about it. I was thinking I wanted to read it and I was thinking it'd be a great book for our book club. And then all of a sudden I listened, was listening to a podcast. Literally a couple of minutes later, I was listening to a podcast and the person on the podcast mentioned this exact book. And I was like, this is a sign. This is 100% a sign. So this is going to be our book for the month. And that book is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I have not read it. I know everyone who has read it, I've heard amazing things. It's got great reviews on Amazon and every other place you look. So I know it's going to be a really expansive book. And I just really feel called at this point in my life where I'm at, that this is the book I should be reading. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm going to get for it. Like I said, I have not read it before. So we will see what comes from it. But, you know, with this last couple of, you know, last 90 days or whatever, which is less than 90 days now, but last 90 days left in the decade, not just the year, in the decade, there are a lot of people who start kind of hunkering down and being like, oh gosh, there's so many things that I wanted to do that I didn't. And there are things on my, you know, to-do list or my goal list for the year that I haven't gotten to yet, but there are a lot that I have gotten to. And I'm not giving up now. I'm not like taking my foot off the br- off the pedal at all. I'm still going all in. The ones that I haven't quite completed yet, I'm going like pedal to the metal to finish them, to work towards, you know, getting them even more complete if I can't finish them. And I think this book will be a good reminder of of just doing that. That the year is winding down, that does not mean we hole up. The weather's getting colder, the days are getting shorter, that does not mean we hole up. <laughs> we still can pursue things wholeheartedly and finish the year strong, which then leads into starting the next year, next decade. Let that sink in, guys. The next decade. Starting that next decade strong. So we're excited about that here. And I hope you join us. Like I said, The Big Leap, Gay Hendrix, go get yourself a copy. It's not a new book. It is very, pretty well known in the personal development sphere and in in other spheres as well. So go on out there, get a copy. It'll be at your library. It'll be at a Barnes and Noble. It's going to be in all those places. It's a pretty popular book. So I hope you join. One more housekeeping thing I have to mention. I just want to remind y'all that if you are loving the podcast and loving being a part of this tribe, go ahead and rate and subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. That stuff helps so much. The more reviews we get, the more we become recommended to people in the suggested podcast, which is really great. It just helps our message get out there more. And that's really what's important to me is just impacting as many people and and getting the story out there of what we're we're trying to cultivate and grow here in this community. If you are also, you know, loving the podcast here, you know, go find me on Instagram. I love making connections there. I am IRL there all the time and I really just kind of let it all hang out there. The other thing I'm going to encourage you to do is to go to the link in my bio and my Instagram page and sign up for my newsletter that goes out every week. I do one a week and they're really short and sweet and simple and it's just a way for me to connect with y'all on another another level. It's always something different. It's something that you're not going to find probably on my Instagram page or, or any of my social media pages. It's just a more intimate look at, at a connection with me and I usually talk about products I'm loving or things I'm, I'm going through that I'm uh, wrestling with or learning or you know something like that. It kind of depends. Sometimes it takes a more serious note and other times it's more laid back and easy and I'm just joking with you and and sharing what's been going on in my life but it kind of depends it's just a fun place to connect with me and to get a little inside scoop I also tend to release information there first so the information about our book club I tend to release there first the information about any other fun projects I'm doing my email subscribers always know about it first and that like I said is just one of the fun nuances of being a part of that community so head on over there and check that out if you have not already I'd love to have you as a part of the crew all right all that out of the way you guys let's get to my interview 
interview for today because you guys are going to love this woman. She is a ray of sunshine. She is one of my friends from Charlotte, and we have stayed in touch since I moved back here to Wisconsin. Sydney Duarte is just amazing. She is a yogi. She is a wonderful, beautiful, spiritual person who has traveled all over the world and has so much light and joy to share. She's an artist. She does so many amazing things, and I know you're going to love hearing her story and hearing the path that she's taken because it has not been linear. She will tell you that, and you will hear that in her interview here. It has been up and down and all around the place, but she has been such a ray of light and has just you know, chosen to see, you know, the light in front of her and the light that is to come. And it has definitely manifested itself in her life in a really beautiful way. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview and I hope that you keep coming back for more because I love bringing it to you. So without further ado, please welcome my good friend, Sydney Duarte. Hey, Sydney, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. So you're coming remotely. I've done like all my interviews. I interviewed Carrie, who you know Carrie really well. And um, I've interviewed Gabby. And I'm not sure if you know Gabby, but uh, Meredith has been on the show. And so all of them I've been able to do remotely. You guys are all like my Charlotte crew. I just miss my Charlotte crew. Come back and visit us anytime. We can all have a girl's day and just go explore the city. I know you, I, I met the most amazing people in that city. And I really do think that Charlotte in general, first of all, it's growing like crazy. And second of all, I think there's some really great, um, creative minds there. And I think Mm -hmm. there's some people doing some really amazing things there. I don't know about you. Have you lived anywhere else besides Charlotte in the last, like, you know, 10 years or so? Last 10 years? No, I've been in Charlotte for about 17 years. I grew up in um, but I've watched Charlotte over the last 17 years completely morph into a whole new space. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah, I know. It's such a cool, underrated city, honestly. So I love it. But let's talk about you. Tell us some um, really quick about who you are, what you do now. And then after you give us a little overview of that, we're going to kind of work backwards and talk about how you got there. So first, just tell us okay. about yourself. <laughs> um, so I am a muralist. I paint murals all around the world. I'm a yogi. Uh, I teach adventure yoga retreats um, also all around the world. Any country that you would want to go to, there a lot of times it's places that are on my bucket list that I've always wanted to go to and I set it up and then people join me or private, um, private clients will message and maybe they have a group that they want to take a family or a group of friends. And then I'll just plan it out for them. So you would basically get off the plane. I pick you up, take you to where we're going to be going. And then we do two classes a day, three meals a day, an adventure a day. And an adventure could be, uh, depending on where we are in the world, it's anything from a volcano hike to, um, a fire ceremony with a Mayan shaman or, going to a uh, nature reserve where we can feed the rescued animals um, by hand. It just, there's a wide array of all the things, but I just want to introduce people to different cultures around the world and teach them about all the goodness that's out there versus what you see normally, all the negative things that are being shown on the media. And there are so many good people and good places out there. And I just think a lot of people's eyes aren't open to all the possibilities that are available. So kind of making adventure and wellness and oneness accessible to everybody. 
um, yeah, so that's me. <laughs> wow. That is so cool. I remember the first time I met you, I have to tell this story. I remember the first time I met you, we were at Seacrest Studios doing uh, something with Meredith and there was a bunch of us all together and you like introduced yourself and I put my hand out and you said to me, you like opened your arms wide and you said, I'm a hugger and you hugged me right away. And <laughs> it's so important. I think, I mean, people in general are built for connection and it makes me sad when I see people, I don't know, I'll gaze at just smiling at people on a street and they turn away or, um, you know, the, the official handshake. I'm like, no, like one, eight hugs a day prevents depression, but two, mm-hmm. a lot of people, they don't have someone that they can connect with on that level at home and to actually get physical touch, whether it's a high five or a hug, like, People need connection, and I think that we underestimate the power of a touch or a smile or a kind word, a listening ear, like all of these things. They're small things, but they have the power to turn a life around because you don't know what that person that you're passing on the street or someone that's close to you, you don't know every little part of their life and the things that they're going through. And um, I just try and encourage people to give one another, give each other some grace because we're all fighting some type of battle. And the more that we can be gentle with one another, I don't know, the easier that life is. (laughs) Yeah. No, I remember when you did that and I was like, this is my kind of girl. And we chatted some and you just had this light and this energy about you that just kind of like radiated and you have a beautiful smile, but it's more than just like physical. Like you literally were like a sunbeam, I felt like. And we were in this room, we were watching this this Thank PowerPoint. You. So it was dark, but you were like, you were just like a little sunshine, little ray of sun. And I was like, this is my kind of girl. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like the more that we can give each other some of that light. Um, Cause one day we may be down and then the next day our friend may be down. And that's when we can lift each other up. Um, yeah. Life just goes a lot smoother than, than it has to be or yeah. it has to be. It is. <laughs> yeah. No, we're we're all in it together. Honestly, you're so right. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that more. So tell me some, I kind of want to work backwards. I want to know what you were like as a child. Were you always um, this bubbly or were you always this creative? You know, you talk about your art and I definitely want to talk about that. And some people are like, yeah, I've been drawing since I was three. And other people are like, yeah, I didn't start drawing until I was 20. And, you know, so what was that like for you? Did you have these creativities and these passions, uh, you know, from young childhood? Yes. I've always had the same amount of energy, always been bubbly and kind to people, um, but definitely very active. Um, I, I was into everything, um, all the sports that you can play. Um, any, I mean, my mom was really good about giving my brother and I lots of crafts to play with. Um, she was always gone working like three jobs. So there were always painting projects or drawing things or building things. And I always wanted to know how uh, different things worked and I would take them apart, whether it be like a clock or a toaster, or I would take them apart, figure out like why things work the way that they do and then put it back together or build something new out of it. But, um, and just to keep me occupied, I was always working really since probably I was like seven. I don't know. having whether it be like a lemonade stand or pet sitting for the neighbors or grass cutting, or um, I would make little things of jewelry and sell it to 
all the <laughs> anybody that would buy it. Uh, but yeah, this is this has kind of always been me. Um, uh, I don't really remember not being this way, I guess. But yeah. yeah, as far as I can remember, this is this has been who I am. Do you? Where did you grow up? Like, what part of the country did you grow up in, Charlotte? No, in Kentucky, the backwoods of Kentucky. Oh my gosh. Did you know I lived, well, I didn't, I kind of lived there. My husband played baseball in Bowling Green, Kentucky. So what was it like in relation to that? Um, yeah, it's, so it's, it's beautiful, but there's not much to do there. Yeah. And, um, so I grew up around horses. I love animals. I've always loved animals. Um, I actually wanted to be a vet when I was younger and there was a, a horse farm down the road that they would give me all of the wild horses to break in. So mm-hmm. any time that the horse had lots of energy like I did, they would call me and be like, hey, we have a new friend for you and just let me ride and roam free and um, until the horse was just like, okay, I don't have any more energy. And- yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot of outdoorsy things. I was always building forts in the woods with my brother. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I would probably never go back and live there, but yeah. it's a small town. Um I'm grateful like for being there. There was a beautiful lake that uh we always went cliff jumping and rock climbing. Um but yeah, I, I still try even being in the city now, I still am always going to the mountains or to the beach or just anywhere that I can be out in nature. I love to just be out outside. Yeah. It sounds like you've always had like this. I think of it, um, a lot of artistic people. So whether that's like artistic with drawing or painting or artistic, like with music or theater, I think one of the thing I feel like they always have in common is that they're all pretty curious. Like they see mm-hmm. something and it's, whether it's in nature or like you said, taking things apart and putting them back together, they're just very, like they have this innate curiosity about them. And it's, it sounds mm-hmm. like that's what you were like as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's always yeah. curious about what's out there and what you can do. And, oh, can we play on this? Can we jump in this? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's me for sure. And still now, I, I still, when people tell me, actually, even more so now, when someone says, like, you can't do that or that's not the way that we do things, like, why? Why, why haven't you gone past this boundary? Because there's, there's usually a better way to do it. Or, I mean, there's always another way to do anything. Um, so I always try and just look for opportunities for growth and how I can help other people be, I don't know, more proactive, more proficient, and uh, just have their operating systems like run more smoothly instead of doing things just because this is the way we've always done them. Maybe yeah. that way doesn't make sense anymore um, or never made sense, I guess. Yes. Um, but yeah. So did you go to, do you have a degree or did you go to college or anything? Did you ever see yourself pursuing, like you talked about being a vet, did you ever explore that or, or anything like that? So I was understudying to be a vet. And when I got to the space of helping with surgeries, I kept passing out. (laughs) I don't know why, like human blood doesn't bother me, but for whatever reason with animals, I was out and the vet, he was so sweet, but he was like, I don't think this is the career for you. And I was like, yeah. I'm so heartbroken. I was like, but I, this is where I belong. Um, yeah. So from there, um, I mean, I, 
moved out on my own when I was 14. So I've been on my own for a long time. And like in high school, I had two jobs and I was always saving money. Um, and I had gone to started going to the community college there and my brother and my mom were already living in Charlotte and, um, he's a four years younger than me and he is super active as well. And, um, I don't know, he was just like a teen boy that got into everything and was starting to be in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong crowd and mm-hmm. getting into a lot of trouble. And he and I have always been super close. Um, so I moved to Charlotte to be with him and, um, yeah, just kind of talking through once you're in school and labeled as the bad kid, I'm giving air quotations. Um, yeah. Then that's kind of what you're stuck with forever until you graduate and mm-hmm. yeah. go in and work with his teachers and be like, he's not a bad kid. He has a lot of energy and you guys are teaching in a format that that's not how his brain comprehends this. So how can we teach in a different way? And five of his teachers worked with me and, um, I mean, for my brother and myself, we're, we're both very hands-on visual type learners. And I was like, let's give him hands-on things that we can, I don't know, like stimulate his brain in a different way. And he did a whole like 360 and they're like, I cannot believe this is the same kit. This is crazy. So with that, I did not go to school. I focused on, I didn't continue to go and get a degree. I mean, I've gotten several other degrees, um, I went into corporate world and just started focusing on my brother and just on work. Um, I was a project manager at, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to, I don't work there anymore. It doesn't matter if I tell. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's an electricity company, a nonprofit. Um, so okay. I was in the renewable energy and sustainability space. So always managing projects and doing that uh, type of work. And, um, yeah, I just put so much focus into that. I never really went to school for a full four year degree. I just got my, my project management certification. And, um, uh, there's another thing, uh, called NDE for engineers. So non-destructive evaluation, uh, the company that I was working at, you basically, if, there is, let's say there's a crack in a pipe in a nuclear, uh, in a nuclear space. And we would go in and figure out what caused it, how to prevent it, how to repair it, and then write a report for all other nuclear plants to know, uh, this is what we do. This is what we're going to do moving forward. And then from the nuclear space, I transferred over to the environment space. Um, yeah, you know, to do better things for the earth and, but yeah, sorry, that was a big ramble for <laughs> to no, tell no. you that. Um, yeah. So I was with that company for 17 years. Wow. Yeah. I was in it to win it, but that is not what my heart was telling me I needed to be doing. I was always teaching yoga and, um, making art on the side, uh, again with jewelry and like smaller in-home, um, art pieces and different, anything that anyone would ask you to be created, I would create it. So that was always on the side, but, um, this past year, like my heart was really screaming at me, like, what are you doing? This is not what you're here for. You're here for so much more. And I was just kind of living 
helping someone else build their dream. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I need to invest all of my time and energy into the things that I know are going to succeed. And I just need to give all of my effort into that space. And it's, I mean, I would never go back. I'm so grateful for, yeah, just yeah. having that corporate space allowed me to have the project management skills to be able to work for myself. Yep. I do find, um, some, a lot of entrepreneur friends that I have, they struggle with like task management and being able to balance your time and, um, you know, not let any balls drop and things fall through the cracks. So yeah, grateful for all of the things that I learned in that corporate space, but now I'm excited to be full force in what I'm doing now. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. And it sounds like you really did learn things along the way that just kind of got you to where you are now. Mm -hmm. And that's incredible. You said you've always been doing yoga. Like when did you find yoga and when did it really become a big part of your life? When did that all happen? Um, I think 12 or 13 years ago, um, uh, a friend invited me to a class and I had injured my back when I was younger in gymnastics. And I was supposed to be going to the chiropractor twice a week for until the end of time you know, it's just like a, nothing against chiropractors, but for me, it was just kind of a bandaid, almost like a quick fix. And, but then I would still be in pain a few days later. And when I started yoga, um, all my pain went away and I couldn't believe it. I was, this is insane. And it helped me to kind of my mind. I used to have a really bad monkey mind and it was like all over the place all the time. And it has helped me be able to just get centered and really focus on myself and anything that I'm doing really. But whenever that pain started to go away, I thought to myself, like, this is what I want to give back to people. I want to bring that healing to people that one don't even know that it exists or have never, there are a lot of preconceived notions about yoga. It's, it's kind of funny, but also sad either. Most people that I come across, they, are asking questions like, do you just sit there and ohm the whole time? Or <laughs> like, no, what? And, or they, they talk about these crazy poses that they've seen in a magazine or clearly people that are contortionist type bodies that it's not possible for everyone to go into those poses. And that's okay. Everybody's body is different. So I'm excited to be able to teach people that yoga is for everyone. It doesn't matter what age, what shape, what gender, what anything like it is for you. And it doesn't matter if you're flexible. That's the number one like response that I receive. Well, I'm not flexible and I can't touch my toes. So there's this comic that I always pull up. Um, it's Batman and Robin and Batman is starting to say, but I'm not flexible. And as he's saying flexible, Robin smacks him and he says, that's why you go to yoga. And (laughs) (laughs) because how are you going to become flexible if you don't try? And it's the same thing, like with anything that we do, if you put the effort in, you're going to be flexible. You're going to be able to touch your toes one day. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I love it. And when I found it, I was so grateful to, to be back into my body and to, for the first time for me, like tap into my mind. It was a whole new world for me. So when did you, how long did you do it as just a hobby until you decide, I know there's some kind of certification you need to get, so Um, I know you have to do stuff like that. 
I think it was about seven years, probably I practiced. Um, okay. and then, uh, and I was so at that point in time, I was so committed to the corporate world. I was like, I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to be the best in this space. And I was, but also I wasn't looking at other options for myself that truly made me happy. I was committed to the eight to five and, um, yeah, but when I finally started looking at other options, I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to give back to people. And I just kind of dove in. Yeah. Wow. How long did it take you? Like, how long were you feeling the tug to um, take the leap from your, you know, corporate job till, you know, to go full time? How long did you li- like hear that tug before you finally listened to it? Um, well, so I was, it, when I was in the nuclear space, I was there for almost nine years and I felt the tug really hard. So I, I quit. Um, I had originally written a, I thought I found a loophole like in the HR system. And I wrote this huge essay on um, why I wanted to travel the world because they had, uh, I forget the, the technical term for it, but they had a, a a space that you could leave for three months. Um, so I wrote this huge essay. I worked with my boss. He was super encouraging and was like, this is great. You're going to, you should go and see the world. And yeah, when I, when I presented it to HR, they basically laughed at me like, yeah, no, we're not, (laughs) that's not a thing. And I was like, I've put so much time and effort and energy into planning this trip. I'm, I'm going to go, I have to quit. And they couldn't believe it. They always, uh, I was always the person, the go-to person that if they can't fix the thing, Sydney will fix it for you. And uh, they didn't, yeah, they didn't really know what to do. And then they offered me more money. And I was like, this is, sorry guys. Like I'm really feeling that I really have to go. And my boss reassured me. He said, don't worry. He said, uh, I, I can't promise you that this space will be here for you, but there will always be a space for you when you come back. And, um, yeah, I just took off for two years. I did a trip around the world and I volunteered in every country. I've been to 39 countries so far. And um, I just, I wanted to just go and explore and connect with other like-minded people. I just started reaching out to different spaces in different countries. And normally when I travel solo, I do couch surfing. Um, Have you ever done that? I've never done it, but I've I've heard of it. Okay. So for those that aren't familiar with it, uh, it's basically Airbnb, but free. It's an online space that you create a profile and then you type in any country you want to go to or city, and it'll pull up all the people that are registered in that city. And you can just message them and say, hey, I'm going to be in your space from this day to this day. Do you have a place to stay? And it could be a couch, a floor, a spare bed. You don't really know what, I mean, you do know what you're getting because they list it on their profile, but there's a whole wide array, wide array of different styles of living. And I love it because you get to see that country, that city through a local's eyes. You're living like a local rather than being cooped up in a hotel room where you're probably not going to connect with anybody unless you go down to the bar. And mm-hmm. for me, to be able to, to find hidden gems around new countries that I wouldn't have found any other way. It's amazing. Like it was so mind blowing. It's like where you would take someone if they came to visit you in your city. Yeah. 
they also, everybody has different hobbies. So I got to learn how to surf, how to sail, how to, I joined a circus for a couple months in New Zealand. Um, there's just like so many things and I probably wouldn't have tried some of those hobbies, but they were like, Hey, I have this extra surfboard. You want to go with me? And I said, heck yeah, there's like, why not? I'm already here. Let's do this. <laughs> so wow, um, it was, it, yeah. And I, my master plan for that trip, I, I didn't plan on coming back. Um, but my grandpa really? got sick and when he got sick, I came back to take care of him. Um, and I just kind of stayed in Charlotte. I wasn't sure a hundred percent if it felt like home to me. Um, but it's such a good city. And now for now, it's my home base and I still travel all over the world and I come back and still have my community and it's, it's wonderful. Wow. That is crazy. Tell me, so I have traveled, um, I've been to Asia three different times and I've been to like a dozen countries, but, um, not near as many as you, but tell me some, I mean, the, the experience for me was absolutely life-changing and it really Mm -hmm. just opens your mind to different cultures, but also just the way people are with their families and in different areas of the world and, and how people go to the grocery store and how the government is run and all these other things. It just totally, it blows your mind open. And I think anyone and everyone should experience another culture like wholeheartedly for a little bit in their life and, and see what kind of difference it makes on how they live their life when they come back home. But what was some of your, give me like a handful of some of your favorite countries and why. Ooh, so many. Um, I know. Let's see. I really love Madagascar. It is, uh, if you went back a hundred years in time, it's kind of, that's what's happening. They are, it's a very slow moving space and everybody's just so sweet. And I was up north, like helping build a school and teaching English in that space. And to see kids from ages like six to 15, all getting the same education, but all so excited to learn. They could like, they were so excited to learn. And um, so back to the hugs topic, they, they're not really a touchy feely kind of um, culture. And I played, I made a free hugs video in Sydney, Australia, and I played it for them. And it was so fun to like see their reactions. And then they all started running around and hugging each other and then they went home and hugged their parents and then came back and told me about it. And I was like, you are the freaking cutest and my heart's going to explode. I can't Wow. Let's see. I don't know. I love like all Latin countries for me. So my dad's from Guatemala and I just love those fiery, colorful, loving, loud type of people. And I don't know, that's kind of me. And it's so nice to be around other people like that. They just want to embrace you and like fully immerse you in their, what they have going on and feed you food. And um, I'm trying to think, I don't know. I love all the places. There's the unique experiences, I guess. I went to climb Machu Picchu and the host yes. that I sit there, he was so excited. He said, I have this delicacy for you. And I, you know, you, you want to pr- fully participate when, especially when you're being hosted. And he brings me a guinea pig on a plate. And I, <laughs> I don't even know what my face looked like, but I used to have guinea pigs as a kid. Oh. I was like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. 
and you don't want to offend the person either because they were so excited about this um, delicacy. So that was interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love every space for different reasons, but for me, connecting with people is my most favorite. And when you break it down and regardless what country you go to, wherever you go, we're all the same. We just dress, dress a little different, talk a little different, have some different traditions, but everybody's the same. And when I was going solo, the first reaction that almost all, I don't, I'm not good with numbers, but I'm just going to say 85% of people's reactions they said, you're going to go alone. You're, you're a girl. You're going to get kidnapped. You're going to get raped. Bad things are going to happen. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> please keep all of your fears and projections to yourself. <laughs> so many good people. And then I loved watching the same people that reacted that way in how they reacted when I was posting different videos and photos of all these adventures that were happening. And they would say like, who's your friend? How do you know this person? I'm like, I just met them. They're amazing. They're taking me all over the place. And like their minds were kind of, it was a fun shift in perspective for a lot of people to see like, Hey, I can, I, maybe I can do this. Or this is a new space that I've always wanted to go to. And I don't know. I just want to encourage people to get out of their comfort zones, get off your couch and do the things that you want to do. We're only here for a short amount of time. And if you have dreams, like don't wait till tomorrow. You don't know how long you have and you might as well live life. Like while you're here, don't wait. It's like how um, my grandmother used to keep all of these fancy candles. And I would always ask her like, why, why can't we light those? And she would say that we're saving them for a special occasion. And honestly, every day you wake up is a special occasion. Every breath that you take like needs to be celebrated. So don't wait to burn the candles. Don't wait to go on the trip you want to do. Don't wait to start the dreams that like turning your dreams into reality, because this is the time that you have use it wisely. Sorry, I'm going on a rant, but (laughs) no, that was, Perfect. I love that. I love everything you said. And as someone, like I said, I've been to probably, you know, a dozen countries and I have a hard time picking out my favorite. So I kind of knew when I asked you that, that that was kind of like a mean question to ask like a fellow traveler. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. It's, yeah. I just love all the places. It's fun to yeah. explore places. That is so cool and so inspirational. Tell us some about maybe the pros and cons of, you know, working for yourself. There's a lot less structure probably in your days and Mm -hmm. some of the other aspects of owning a small business, whether it's bookkeeping or doing your taxes or other things like that, that are now your responsibility. Um, There's definitely probably things you love about it and then things that are frustrating. So tell us some about those. Let's see. Frustrating. I don't know. Maybe not frustrating, but definitely a lot of like juggling happening, trying to, like you said, managing the books and appointments and projects and uh, just keeping on track with everything. But luckily, like having that project management background helps with that a lot. Um, But the, the pros are literally everything. I am excited to be able to make my own schedule and to not have to report to someone and to um, just pick up and travel whenever I want to go and not have to worry about, does this fit in my allotted vacation time? Uh, there's, there's, yeah, it's, I love it so much. It's so, it's so good. Yeah. 
Wow. I love that. Um, how did you get started? Like being able to do these yoga retreats and have people, you also have, if, if you guys aren't familiar with Sunny, she has an amazing Instagram following and you have a, like an amazing community and something like that doesn't just happen overnight. So how do you build a, how did you build your, your social following, but how did you build like your reputation as someone who like does these retreats all over the world? Yeah. Um, so Instagram for me started basically as my diary. I was traveling all over and my friends and family wanted to keep up with me. So I was just posting videos and photos just of my everyday interactions with people. And as I was going throughout my days in different countries, other people started reposting my things. And then that kind of picked up traction. And then um, within Charlotte, I mean, there have been several articles written um, on just different events that I've hosted or taken part of or supported. And then uh, there was one article on the top yogis to follow in Charlotte. And that's all. I don't know. It's weird. It's just kind of morphed into this weird whatever it is right now. I just love it, honestly, it's my everyday life. That's all that it is. I don't really, I only put things that call to my heart. I don't feel the need to post three times a day or stick with the algorithms that are being forced on people. For me, that's, I don't know, that's not true to my heart and nothing against anybody that does stick with that algorithm. But for me, um, yeah, I post the things I'm feeling and hopefully it resonates with people and hopefully it helps others heal in the same spaces. Um, or, you know, brings new, what I'm finding my following are either people that love to travel, people that want inspiration. A lot of people reach out to me for Charlotte things on where's a fun place to go on a date or where can I go to find X, Y, Z. And I, it makes me so happy to be able to point them in the right direction so that they can have amazing experience. I've come across a lot of people in Charlotte uh, that say Charlotte doesn't have a lot to offer. I'm like, no way. (laughs) Let me program for you and let me give you this list of adventures. And an adventure could be anything. It could be trying a new ice cream space or going to a new class or going uh, to the White Water Center. It can literally be anything you want it to be. Um, But yeah, getting out of your comfort zone and kind of doing that. But the the question that you had about the retreats as I was starting to travel solo around the world and people were seeing all of these amazing adventures, they would message me. And, you know, some people it's, it's the thing to say like, Oh, I wish I was there. I, and I would respond back. Like you can be here. You can come mm-hmm. with me. Anytime. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to always adventure until the end of time. And you're always like invited to come with me. And then so many people were saying the same thing. I thought, okay, well maybe I should just set up a space so people can actually come with me and that it can be a group thing instead. And that's kind of where that morphed and blossomed. And it's just been, it's been so wonderful to take people that have either never been out of the country or never been to that specific country, or they've been to that country I had uh, one couple come with me to Guatemala and they had been many times and they said that they had never experienced that country in the way that I showed it to them because they'd gone to the touristy spaces and the, but for me, I want to go on the paths that are not well-traveled on the spaces that the locals live on the spaces that like, for example, uh, 
I found a women's co-op that it was like 25 different ladies that were supporting different families making textiles and jewelry and whatever they handmade bowls. Um, but they brought our group, they welcomed them in. And uh, have you ever tried a loom, like the the thing that you usually see in the movies where they're weaving all the different beautiful tapestries and they pull the little wooden thing down and then they weave in a new line. Of yeah, color. yeah. So a lot of these people that were on the retreat with me, they'd never even seen that in person. And then they had different nuts and berries and um, just things that could make natural dyes. And most people, when they're buying their clothes, they don't think where that came from. They're like, Oh, that's a cool new sweater. And where, where did those colors come from? Um, so there was a plant that they had with anytime you pick it throughout the whole year, it's a baby blue, but on a full moon, it was a deep, dark midnight blue. And there's no, like, where would you learn that? How would you learn that any other way other than this local, unless you found some like crazy book that happened to have this information inside. But I love teaching people things like that, that will blow their mind, whether it's just a small fact or like, wow, like I never, I never, ever would have thought about that. And that's really cool to see how they make it. But not only were they watching how they make it, the ladies were teaching them how to use the loom and how to make their own things. Um, I don't know if anybody went home afterwards and bought a loom and like, (laughs) but uh, it's just fun to like get you, I don't know, just try something new. Why not? Yeah, that's an experience they'll always have. And I'm sure they'll think highly of it, even if they never do it again. You know what I mean? They still have that experience. So fun. Yeah, I love that. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Is there any country that you still like kind of have on your list that you want to get to and you haven't got to yet? Oh, so many on my website. I've just posted it because so many people ask for my bucket list. Um, I think I have, there's got to be a good like 80 or so more places like countries that I want to go. So I have it broken down into things I want to learn, places I want to go, activities I want to try. Um, also love. (laughs) So, um, yeah, there's, I, Morocco has been calling to me a lot lately Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be leaving. I'm going to Norway next June and, uh, leading a retreat to Honduras, uh, in fall of 2020. Um, yeah, I just, there's so many spaces. I try to not go to the same country, um, too often, but, I mean, I love all the places I've been to and I will always, you know, I'm always open to go back, but I try and like always explore new spaces um, because the list is so long. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's, I can send you the list if you'd like. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to look at the list and just see. Adventures together. Yes. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Very cool. So where, where do you find inspiration? So I feel like with art, especially it's something where you need to be inspired and you do your best work probably when you're inspired. And so I know that inspiration is probably important to you for art, but then probably also for your yoga as well. And just yeah. the new things you're learning. I'm, I'm sure inspiration is something that's really valuable to you. Um, for me, it's in the people that I meet. Okay. Um, I really love, um, there's one piece that's hanging in my house that I was walking through a street market in Rio, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. And this amazing drummer and then these street dancers, like the pulse throughout the whole 
street, everyone's dancing, laughing, just having a great time. And I went back home and I just started, I couldn't stop painting. I was like, man, this is, this is what I'm feeling. And, um, or people that, people that are kind to one another, just people in general, anything that I come across that like, I, I feel the love in my heart from that other person. I try and express that in some type of way. Um, I mean, I've also had inspiration from breakups that those were the more, uh, darker. (laughs) Yeah, of course. But in a weird way, like those are the ones that have sold the most when I have uh, gallery showings. So I don't know if that's a good thing or <laughs> well, I mean, Taylor Swift. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Um, yeah. Just for me, the inspiration is the, the places and the people that I meet through throughout my journey. Um, yeah. I love that. Very cool. And I definitely agree. I'm very inspired by other people and by my surroundings. And I love that. Tell us some about, I know your most recent mural. It's actually you eating (laughs) ice cream, right? So yes. Um, So my mom is my business partner. We are Duarte Designs. And that's been a really fun journey because uh, like I said earlier, she, she wanted to be around when I was younger, but she was always working and you know, it just wasn't a thing. So now we get to spend time together and I'm kind of pushing her out of her comfort zone. Um, she's so talented and she used to paint murals around the town we grew up in Kentucky, like at the bingo hall or at the movie theater or different spaces. Uh, but when we moved to Charlotte, she kind of fell into the corporate space and fell out of her creative space. And she and I both, because I used to help her when I was younger, she would let me paint with her. And um, that was always so much fun to me. And we would have that quality time together and just being creative together is, you know, it's a fun bonding experience. So this past year I looked at her and I was like, cause she was complaining about her job and I was not happy in my corporate space either. And I was like, why don't we, can we just paint together? Like, let's just paint for fun and let's go create something really fun. And I challenged her. She'd never drawn my brother or I, because she was always like fearful of what if it doesn't look like you? And I was like, who cares? We'll just paint over it. (laughs) (laughs) And I love ice cream so much. Um, So, and that has been like the motto so that's a, another thing. So whenever we are hired to just create in our style, it's always going to be um, this. I want it to be a fun human that we've a fun human, a fun person that like we've met in person and mm-hmm. like shining their light so bright out into the world, but also with a positive message. Um, so that one on the ice cream shop says, "Do the things." Well, that's the main part. It says, you're not ice cream. You can't make everybody happy. So, (laughs) (laughs) which is so important because we try and please everybody and try and, you know, but you, in reality, you cannot make everyone happy. You have to make yourself happy first. And then the people that are with you, like they're going to, the people that are your people will be beside you no matter what. The people that are not your people are going to project their fears onto you, are going to, you know, always kind of talk down your dreams and you can still love them from a distance, but you don't have to hear that. You like your dreams are important and you should always 
one, be your number one cheerleader, but not worry about what they say either. So that the rest of that uh, quote, so do you can't make everybody happy. You're not ice cream. It says, do the things that light you up and everything else will fall into place. Um, and for me, that was my message to myself of getting out of this corporate space. Like I have to do the things that light me up. And it's just, I didn't have a plan. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to dive into this thing. And yeah, it's all been, all the pieces have been falling into place. It's been wonderful. Yeah. I love that mural. I remember when you were painting it and you were posting on your stories and whatnot of it going up. And as it was going up, I was like, I think that's her. Like, I think that's a picture of her. Like it looks just like her. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's probably a weird thing to like paint yourself, but um, we hadn't really taken photos of anyone yet for modeling for other pieces. And um, I was really pushing my mom. So yeah, it just, I don't know. It worked out. That's, that's, here we are. <laughs> it's so fun. How does it feel when someone tags you in it on Instagram or someone reaches out and they have uh, you know, a photo by it or how does that feel? So good. And a lot of people, it's so sweet. The messages that come through, there've been a lot of people that have said, I really needed this message today. And that, like, that's, to be able to give that positive message, even if it's just for a few seconds that they stop and stand there and read it and take a moment to breathe in everything that they are grateful for in life. That's all I want. I want to put these positive things out into the world and hopefully give people new perspective or just take a moment to like shift where they are in their day and be like, okay, I, I've got this and I'm ready to take on the world whatever, however that may hit someone. Um, and while we were painting that one specifically, the ice cream one, um, two different ladies stopped and stood there and cried. Um, and you know, it was nice to have like this heart to heart conversations with them about what they were going through in their life and how they had just been dealing with someone that, you know, they were basically trying to express their worth and how, um, what that other person was saying isn't, isn't valid. And I was like, you don't have to explain yourself to anybody, girl. You can do and you don't have to make these people happy. You're the only one that has to live your life. So don't worry about it, which is easier than but also really though, don't worry about it. (laughs) It's crazy how just encouragement from a stranger can actually really help. I've had that before. I've given that before, been the receiver Mm -hmm. and the giver of that. And it's crazy how someone can not even really understand what you're going through, but they can see that you're, you know, in despair or whatever it is. And they can say something that's just like, you know, it doesn't really matter. And you're just like, all of a sudden it hits you and you're like, you know what? It it doesn't really matter. (laughs) It's crazy. Especially, yeah. Having that outside party that has nothing to do with your life and just be like, yeah, this is, you're turning molehills into mountains and it doesn't have to be that. You can get through anything. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I, I really, um, prescribe to the vision that vulnerability is really messy and it's hard and it's not natural for us. It's like Mm -hmm. being naked in front of a crowd and, you know, putting your heart on display like that is hard in whatever capacity that is, but there is so much power in it and there's so much unity that can come from it. And there's so much, just bridge building and community and friendships and love that can, um, you know, be grow from the seedlings of just vulnerability. 
I agree a hundred percent. That's some of the workshops. Oh, I forgot about that. That's another thing that I do. Um, I do a lot of motivational um, speaking and I do different workshops with people talking about vulnerability and like getting out of your comfort zone and like having those deeper conversations because like, what's the point of wearing a mask? If you have to pretend to be somebody that you're not for, for anyone, like that's not okay. If, if, don't accept you for who you are then those aren't your people and that sounds that might sound pretty harsh like you can just not be around that person anymore but if they're bringing you down why would you want to be with that person and um I mean I've had to do it several times cut ties with people and not in a not in a mean malicious way just be like hey like I really enjoyed the time that we've spent together but I mean I think we're on two different paths and like I wish you well, and that's it. Like keep it moving and focus on the things that are best for you, and drop the mask. Like there's no need to pretend to be somebody that you're not, because everyone is beautiful in their own way for who they are. So when people can really start to like get past the the smoke and mirrors and really see one another for who they are, it's such a beautiful space to be able to hold space for one another and to truly listen on a deeper level. Most people are listening to the other person with intent to, to respond and you're not truly hearing that person. And when you can just sit and listen and hear that person, especially a loved one, like it makes such a huge difference. And, um, same thing, uh, for eye gazing. Like if you can just look someone in the eyes, whether it be 30 seconds or a minute or 10 minutes. Um, there's a bunch of articles on eye gazing about how you can connect on a deeper level, but uh, it, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I went on another tangent, but <laughs> no, no, there's so many truths there. You're so right. And that's so beautiful. Everything you said was so beautiful and I couldn't agree more. It's, it's what this world needs is less, less mask wearing and, and more truth and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So tell us, Sydney, what is like on the horizon for you? I know you've done so, so much already. I feel like you're so accomplished, but I also know about you is that you're a big dreamer. I know you have a lot of plans and I know that you've probably only scratched the surface of what you have planned out for yourself and and what kind of goals you have. So tell us some about any goals that you have for the future that you want to share with us. So, so many. Um, I'm writing a children's book. Um, that is coming soon. Uh, have you ever heard of shielding? No. It's, it's, you're energetically like protecting your, basically your good energy, your good vibes. You're keeping yourself protected and keeping negative energy away from you. So shielding, it's your personal shield. So it could be a cocoon made of cotton candy where bad vibes get caught in the fibers and then you get home, shake it out. It's done. Or maybe someone has, maybe some anger issues. So they, in their shield, they've covered themselves in mirrors to reflect the negative energy back to the person, but I don't want it to go back out into the world. So like my shield is a bubble where if it's touched with negative energy, it gets transformed to a loving energy. Mm-hmm. And anyway, but that's like the, the foundation of it. You want to understand the gist of it. What does then your homework is, uh, what does your bubble or your shield look like? How do you get inside? What does it do to negative energy? Does it have a superpower? Does it have a sound? Does it have a texture? Does it have a basically fully envisioning what that shield looks like to you and um, 
then make it part of your practice, part of your routine. Maybe while you're brushing your teeth every morning, you get up, you get in your shield. And then before you ever have to interact with anybody, ever have to enter the world outside of your house, you're already in that good, happy space. And I don't know, have you ever noticed like when you're in sitting in traffic and you're probably, you're in a good mood, but then all of a sudden you start to feel kind of angry and kind of crazy. And you're like, what the heck? And then this guy next to you in the other car is probably screaming at the person in front of them or honking their horn. Mm -hmm. You're just, other people don't know. um, Most people don't know what they have going on in their own body or in their own like energetic field. And when people are just angry about things and when they've had something bad done to them, they hold on to that anger. And if they never take the time to sit with that and heal it, they're always going to project it onto other people. So there are a lot of people out in the world that one are unaware of their unhealed trauma and two, like how to deal with it and how to heal it. And, um, so this is just a a story, a fun story, uh, to teach kids how to manage their own emotions, their own energy, and not take on other people's things and still be a bright light out in the world and know that they have everything that they need inside of themselves and surrounding themselves with good people helps throughout the journey and that they can over overcome any obstacle that's placed before them. Um, yeah. So that's happening. <laughs> yeah, that is so awesome. I love that. Uh, thanks. Um, I'm also in the works of starting a travel TV show and I'm very excited about that. So we're just in the beginning stages of coming up with a demo reel. Um, so that that's going to be a work in progress, but I'm super excited. That'll be a whole journey around the world, teaching people about other cultures, other other ways of life, but also exposing them to new spaces that they probably have never heard of and probably wouldn't have gone any other way. But right now you have like very luxury luxurious travel and then the guy in the woods eating bugs so yes. i'm in between because <laughs> i could do both but um just to kind of show people that you can do this too and you can do it on a budget and it can be fun and also for people that are traveling solo this is how you can do this um without having to be fearful in that space um there's yeah different retreats are coming up um i'm also I'm designing uh, an Oracle card deck. So creating all the illustrations for that. And my girlfriend, Kelly, uh, she's amazing. Um, She is going to be writing all the words for that. Uh, So that'll be coming out next year. Um, We've been friends for such a long time and I just really trust her in that space. And she always, I don't know, she just always has like really great insights. So I'm hoping for those cards to be like, a fun inspirational message or guidance for people whenever they just need a little, I don't know, just are questioning life and just need a little extra uh, push <laughs> or not push, but a, a space, uh, someone to hold them and give them a little love. Um, and then for murals, I am pushing my mom out of her comfort zone again, and we're going to start traveling internationally. Um, we have had someone from Argentina and from Norway reach out to start creating some masterpieces. So I'm excited wow. for that. And um, yeah, so lots of many good things, all the good things are happening. And I don't know if I, if any more things <laughs> pop up, I'll let you know, but. Um, yes. 
yeah, those are what are coming to the top of my head at the moment. That's so cool. Do you see yourself in Charlotte um, like long-term? Do you ever think you'd move to like LA? I mean, if you get a TV show or something like that, do you see yourself in LA or New York or something like that? Um, I don't think, I like to visit LA and New York, but I, big cities are not my jam. Okay. I, I like, um, I mean, I don't know if I would stay in Charlotte forever. I do love it a lot, but I'm always open to travel somewhere new. Um, I don't have a, a partner. So I don't know if I were to meet someone from another country or to like, I'm always open to really anything, but, um, no, I think, I think until there was a reason to move somewhere else for now, Charlotte would be my home. And if for the TV show situation, I can travel to LA. I have a lot of friends, um, in San Jose and, uh, San Francisco and LA. And they're always trying to, they're like, you fit in California. You should come over here. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. No, it's never really felt like home. Like I love all the people and the energy that's over there, but I just, I don't know. I don't think I would go. LA is too big of a city for me. I think I don't really. Nope. <laughs> no, it's not. It's definitely not for everyone. That's for sure. Some people are so at home there and other people are like, nah, I'm going to stay over here. So I'm not that yeah. I'm not surprised. But all right, this is one question I've been asking the last couple of guests I've had on, and I've loved hearing people's answers for it. Mm-hmm. So here it is. If you could encapsulate your life mission statement so far, or just give a statement of what you believe wholeheart- wholeheartedly to be true about life, what would that be? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess my statement, my little motto would be like adventure, wellness, and oneness. I just want to connect people and be a way shower to teach them like you can, you can do anything you want in life. You can like every, well, you and I have talked about this before. Like the question that I get a lot is how are you so happy all the time? Or why are you so happy all the time? And like, I'm not at one, <laughs> just for everybody out there, nobody's happy all the time. I'm not a robot. And I want to teach other people like that. You don't have to be happy all the time. You should feel all of the emotions that come up and, Um, I just want to teach people one to step out of their comfort zone, to take off the mask, to, to fully step into who they are, um, and not worry about what other people think, because the people that are meant for you, they're going to come, they're going to be attracted to that without the mask, without all of the smoke and mirrors. And, um, yeah, just kind of teaching people that, life is in your hands. You can make it whatever you want to every, every day, every moment, every breath, that is a fresh start for you. You can shift your life, your day, your experience at any point in time, any, like, let's say you don't have a good group of people around you. Go, go find new friends. If you have a crappy job, quit that job, go find, go do something that you love. If you, um, you want to write a book. Okay. What are the steps that we need to take to, to start making that happen? Like whatever it is that you want to do, listen to yourself. If your gut is telling you like, I don't want to be around this person. I don't want to do this thing. Why is your, why is that happening? There's a reason for your body, um, telling you that. So listen to your intuition and just take the steps. Even if it's a lot of work in the beginning, I promise you it will be so worth it when you don't have to feel those things every day, when you don't have to be around those people every day, like do the things that light you up because those, it'll change the whole, it'll change your whole life, change the game and 
yeah, your health and your happiness is most important. And you're the only one that can give that to yourself. Like, it's nice to have other people around you that can lift you up. But ultimately, like it, your happiness is on you. And only you like, I want to help people through the journey, I know that I can't take them on like, I cannot go with them on the journey, but I can always give people tools to help them heal themselves through different experiences that they're having. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> I guess yeah, that was a very long motto, but <laughs> no, that's perfect. I love what you, everything you said. And I love what you stand for as a person and everyone who's listening, she's just as bubbly in real life as she is, you know, sounding in this episode. And I love that about you and the joy that you bring to everything. So tell us everyone here where they can find you on Instagram and, uh, you know, maybe your website. So if they ever want to go on one of these amazing retreats, they know how to sign up. Come adventure with me. Um, so let's see Instagram. I am traveling with one L underscore gypsy G Y P S Y. Um, if you want to see our art, it is Duarte D U A R T E underscore designs plural. And then, uh, yeah, for retreats and things, uh, my website is the traveling gypsy.org org. Um, yeah, reach out to me anytime for any questions that you have, any guidance that you need, any, I don't know, if you want to go on adventures together, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for being here, Sydney, and for sharing your wisdom and your just your sunshine, your brightness, your joy, just sharing that all with us. It's so wonderful. And I know that it's, this is just the beginning for you and I can't wait to see everything that you do in life. (laughs) Thank you for having me on. It's been so wonderful to speak to you today. That was my beautiful friend, Sydney Duarte. You guys, I hope you loved her as much as I do. She is such a ray of light in the world and people like that are just so unique and just so amazing to be around so when you find someone like that I just keep them around as much as you can and just keep them in your circle and talk to them and chat with them and share your dreams with them because someone like Sydney she's the type of person where she's going to hear it and be like yeah you should do that and I'm going to help you do it and it's going to be amazing so those type of people are so infectious and I'm so happy she was able to join me and I hope you loved this episode my next guest coming up you guys is going to be just as good I have some just uh, amazing people I don't even know where I'm getting these people from obviously I know them and I'm friends with them but sometimes I just look back and I'm just like oh my gosh like I have some incredible people in my life and I am so blessed so it makes me so happy to be able to bring them and their stories and their knowledge to you guys my next interview is with Brooke Morrison radio extraordinaire from Y100 and iHeartRadio down in Miami she is incredible I met her when I was in Charlotte she was working with the iHeartRadio station in Charlotte then and she just took an amazing job down in Miami and she is absolutely killing it she's about my age so she's a young woman just on fire for her job and really taking the radio industry by storm and she has a really cool story and a really cool outlook on life and attitude and she's such a go-getter so I know you're gonna love her as well so make sure you come back for that interview in that episode because it's gonna be coming up here in the next week or two so until then I hope you enjoyed this and I hope you will keep coming back for more because we love having you we will see you again next time